Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 375 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Kathy Black. Kathy lives in Casper, Wyoming, where she is a retired bookkeeper who is enjoying being a grandma. Welcome, Kathy. Hello. Thank you. Well, I was excited to talk to you today because I know you from the community. And in fact, like literally right before I clicked on here, I saw you commenting on the community. So I was like, okay. (laughs) I was was catching up. You were catching up. Yeah. I love the community. I do too. So you know I like to start by asking, what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Well, I think the first time I heard the term intermittent fasting was in June of 2019. I 
was probably on a low carb or keto fasting page on Facebook, or maybe somehow it popped up on Instagram. I don't know. But there was a physician who had her own diet. And of course, I paid for this plan. But I was in Seattle um, on a work trip with my husband. And I kind of watched her videos and stuff. And she did have the Eat Fast, Live Longer documentary, the BBC documentary. Yeah, Michael Mosley. Yes, with Michael Mosley Mm -hmm. as part of her program to watch. And so I did watch that. But she never mentioned not putting stevia in your coffee. Yeah. So I was not clean fasting. I couldn't do it. And it's so hard. Yes. Her plan also involved a lot of like keto. So you had to count your macros and she recommended ones. And I just, I wasn't going to do it. I no. I like low carb. My body does well with it, but I'm not going to count anything. I've been there, done that, not doing it again. So I didn't continue with it, but I loved the Michael Mosley video. And so for the next year, I just kind of gave up, you know, just went back to, you know, just eating whatever and not really worrying about it. You know, I, I, that reminds me of, I think, a very common stumbling block for people that are new to intermittent fasting and come across it through a restrictive approach like you did. Yes. Like you came across it through a keto slash fasting practitioner, I guess, for lack of a better word. But you kind of get those two things stuck together. So you're like, well, intermittent fasting means eating keto and I don't want to do that. And so, you know, there are a lot of different books out there that talk about intermittent fasting or a lot of programs. They all have like food plans, you know? Yes. And you can get, well, I don't want to do the food plan. So I guess that means fasting is not for me. Where really, we like to just start with the fasting and and let the food plan figure itself out, you know, over time. But I, I can ter- certainly see there are probably a lot of people listening right now, same experience. They they Could came be, across yeah. it through a restrictive plan and they're like, well, I don't like that. So then the fasting went away. But yes. it stayed planted as a seed in your mind, yes, right? it did. And then, you know, of course, I stayed involved in keto communities or low-carb communities on Facebook. And I must have come across your name in, you know, one of those communities. And so I found your Facebook groups and this was right after your Fast Feast Repeat came out. So on July 16th of 2020 was the day I started the 28 day fast start. Yay! I had been fasting for probably two weeks before that, but I was still using stevia in my coffee. So after reading your books and, you know, learning more in the community or on Facebook and stuff, I decided, you know, well, I'm not doing this right. So, and it was pretty easy to get into like a 19.5 pretty quickly. I was never much of a late night snacker. So just pushing back breakfast was fairly easy. I worked from home. I, I, um, at the time I was still working and, uh, I had been working from home since 2008. So, you know, the, pandemic stuff wasn't a big deal to me because I I had always been, you know, working from home. So, so that part, and my husband was still working. He was an air traffic controller and his, he had a crazy busy schedule during that time. Oh, I bet. So we were, I mean, life was fairly normal to us. We didn't have kids at home, so I didn't have any of that 
craziness that people had to deal with. So it was really pretty easy to get into. I was still eating two meals a day, of course, because it was, you know, new. And I did your recommendation where I didn't change the way I was eating. So just, just to clarify that, you kept eating low carb because that's how you had been eating. I had not. I had kind okay. of given up on that after prior summer. Okay. So, I mean, I always have kind of been a meat and vegetable type person for many years after another diet I did, but no. So I okay. didn't change anything at that time. I wasn't So you were really... eating all the things. You had yeah, been eating all the things. Mm-hmm. You started intermittent fasting. You didn't change. The reason I wanted to clarify that is because, you know, we're recording this. It's going to come out early January. There'll be yes. lots of people who are new coming to yes. intermittent fasting. And, you know, maybe this is the first podcast they've listened to of the new year and they're excited to get started. And so for the listeners, what Kathy just said is super important. Don't change everything about what you're doing and what you're eating all at the same time. That's all explained in Fast Feast Repeat and in my new book, 28 Day Fast Start Day by Day, which you can get now as of the time this podcast is out. But you don't want to change what you're doing. So had Kathy been following a fairly low carb way of eating prior to starting intermittent fasting, I would have wanted her to keep doing that because if you try to change everything and add all the foods back at the same time, it's just too many variables. But she wasn't. Kathy was eating regular food, what has she preferred to eat. And so she kept doing that. So during the first 28 days, we, we just are working on nailing the clean fast, adapting to intermittent fasting. We're not also trying to eat differently than we had been. I think that's super important. All right. So back to you. So you kept eating what you were doing. You were doing about two meals a day at the beginning. Yes, mm -hmm, I believe so. And I kind of just stuck with that for a long time. And you know how you you always say, you know, a meal to me might be a snack to somebody else or whatever. But I always have had like a big salad every day at lunch. It's it's something I like. It, It doesn't feel diety to me. It's just something I do. So that to me was lunch. You know, okay. I always would have a big salad with some chicken or whatever. And then we would just have, you know, a normal dinner. And I mean, I literally did that for probably two years, I guess. Do you remember what you started out at when you when you started? What? How much did you weigh around the beginning of intermittent fasting? It was probably about 186. Okay. And how tall are you? 5'5". Five, five. Okay. So you started at 186 and you were were doing pretty much big salad at lunch, regular dinner for a couple of years. Yeah. Yep. And I probably, you know, I mean, I still uh, not a big drinker or anything, but I would still have an alcoholic drink here and there in the evenings and desserts and not daily. We're, we've never been a daily dessert person, but I probably had a square of chocolate, you know, kind of thing here and there. Um, right. Or when the when the occasion came along. Yes. You weren't avoiding yes. it, but you had it when, when it was there. Yes. So, um, but like I said, it was never really much of a late night snack person. So that, that was fairly easy for me. It wasn't really a problem trying to curve those cravings in the evening or anything. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's basically how I got started with intermittent fasting. <laughs> awesome. So when you started, did you see slow and steady weight loss from the beginning? It was um, slow. Very slow. It's still slow. Yep. But there's been so many, you know, other good things along the way that, and I know I had a wrecked metabolism. I did some. Well, let's really let's talk about that. Bad diets. 
Yeah, I can certainly, I can certainly remember the the crazy ones from my past as well. And I just think, why didn't I know better? We didn't, we didn't know better. No. So let's let's backtrack a little bit. So let's let's go all the way back. When did you first start dieting? Well, the first time I remember noticing my weight, mm-hmm. I was probably in the fifth grade, and I was chubby, and I remember like maybe having to get like, they were called pretty plus clothes. Um, I had a tummy and nothing really in the store just didn't seem to fit right. And I remember thinking something was weird with me, right. you know? So that's kind of the first time I noticed my weight. We moved when I was in the sixth grade from, we were in Dallas and we moved to Wyoming to a very small town. There was 26 kids in my class. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is small. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I lived there from sixth grade through, you know, 12th. But I was a chubby kid with broken glasses and not very cute. <laughs> um, You're super cute now. <laughs> but I had a really hard time and I didn't fit. I had a Texas accent and I was made fun of and oh. I had a, I really had a hard time, but it's, there's nowhere to hide in a class that's no, right? it was pretty small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, you get taller, you thin out a little bit. So it just took a few years. I really, if I look back now, I was fairly, I would say normal size in high school. I had a very tiny petite class and I was not a tiny petite girl. Um, there were a few other girls in my class that were more like me, but the majority of my class was five, one, five, two, wore size zero, you know, just (laughs) tiny. And that was always, you know, I was like, I wish I could be like them, you know, that kind of thing. But I didn't really feel like I dieted or anything until my junior year in high school. And I became an aerobics queen, as you should say, you know, as I, Went to aerobics every day, you know, after school. And what year did you graduate high school? 1987. Okay. I graduated in 86. Yeah, so yeah. we're right there together. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah those, those were the days, the aerobics. Yeah. That was the leg warmers yes, and the, yeah. the high cut leotards. Yes. I hated those, but I had yeah. them. <laughs> so your hip bones were supposed to stick out, yes, I think. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. So in my junior year, I didn't eat. I. I just didn't eat. I ate less and less all the time. I exercised more and more. And I got down to 114 pounds. And for me, that was so tiny. But I could fit into those really small jeans. (laughs) That is tiny because I'm 5'5 as well. And the smallest I remember being when I dieted in the 90s, early 90s, was 118. And that was really small for me. So... You were so little. Yeah. That was not the way to do it, right? No, no, it wasn't the way to do it. And of course, it didn't stay. I right. think probably by the next year, by my senior year, I was probably more like 135, mm-hmm. 140, 
my husband at the time was, you know, our senior year. He was my boyfriend at the time, but he wrestles 112 pounds. So he, oh my you know, yeah. So he is really small and I, you know, you're always bigger than your boyfriend, but whatever. <laughs> but I love that y'all like found each other in your tiny little class of yeah. 26 people and, and you're still him, together. I met him when I moved there in the sixth grade. That's of course, amazing. We didn't, we didn't date or anything until senior year, but yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so senior year comes along, the weight's yeah. back, but not, you know, it's, no, it's not no, anything terrible. Still, it's a right. healthy and weight. I was, right. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt, you know, fairly normal, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and I pretty much stayed there probably till after we got married. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. My mom was a very healthy cook, so we didn't have desserts. We, you know, we, she always had two vegetables and a, you know, a meat and a, you know, it was kind of well-balanced, I should say. You know, we didn't eat out a lot. We didn't eat fast food a lot, except for like traveling. When we were traveling Mm -hmm. with sports in Wyoming, you travel a lot for sports because there's schools are so far apart and they're small. So there was a lot of fast food times during high school and stuff. But after we got married, I mean, we ate differently. We bought soda, pop, whatever you want to call it, that I never had at home. It was never, it wasn't allowed. We didn't have it. We didn't have sugar cereal. So there was just all kinds of stuff that I was able to purchase on, you know, that I couldn't have. Suddenly um, you're the grown up mm-hmm, and you yeah. get to decide what yeah. comes in the house. And, so, you know, sometimes we definitely yeah. can be like, oh, I can now have whatever I want. Yeah. And weight came on fast. Mm -hmm. So I had my um, Taylor, my oldest daughter, when I was 
so my I turned 21 on March 23rd and she was born April 6th. So wow. I was nine months pregnant on my 21st birthday, but we were living, <laughs> we were living in Japan at the time. My husband was military. Okay. Yeah. But I know I was probably high one nineties okay. the day, the day I had her. And I'm pretty sure I was around 160 when I got pregnant. Yeah. So I had gained, you know, good 20 pounds from high school until, you know, I had her, but it was, you know, eating whatever I wanted and not paying attention. And, and I bet being a military wife and being overseas probably played into that as well. You know, you're in a a different place. Yeah. I mean, we were just, you know, eating all this stuff and, you know, I guess we just didn't really, my husband was small. He stayed small. So he never um, had a problem. No, no. (laughs) Darn our husbands yeah. and their skinny ways. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he, you mean, you know, wrestlers, they know how to get skinny. Well, yeah, they have <laughs> they to do it, especially when you're in that weight. little yeah. tiny weight, weight class. Yeah, he, was in. yeah. he was real <laughs> small, but uh, he didn't really, you know, gain much weight, but I, you know, I definitely did. And after I had Taylor, my mom had, of course, and sisters had done Weight Watchers. So they sent me all the materials and I, followed their plan. And I got back down to 140 by the time she was a year old. And I stayed, you know, stayed that way for several years. My two girls are five years apart, but I was probably 160 again by the time I got pregnant with Taryn. And that's just, I don't know. It was just kind of the weight. It took me a year to get pregnant with her. Mm-hmm. And that's the weight I got pregnant at. And that was the weight I got pregnant at with Taylor. So I don't know if that was just kind of my body liked that weight for pregnancy. I don't know, but I did gain 40 pounds with both of them. So, okay. And I did Weight Watchers again after Tanner was born and I lost the weight again, but I never did get down as low as, you know, 140. I never could get back down to 140. I was probably more like 150. Something about that second child. Yeah. <laughs> Same with me. Like after Kale, you know, I got right back down into my jeans. But after Will, my body's like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah. yeah. My waist never went back. So no. Know, none of that. And I think that time with Taryn, I actually went to the meetings. And oh. so it was like fat and fiber plan. That one was. You, ca- you counted fat grams and fiber because they wanted you to eat a lot of fiber. So, so this was this early 90s? Was that? She was 95. Okay, ninety five. Yeah. yeah, that was when that was the low fat years. And yeah. Yeah. watch your fat, watch yeah. your uh, eat a lot of fiber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. Fiber and, yeah, watch your uh, fat grams. Yeah. So, you know, and I mean, I never did make goal, but what was your goal? I wanted I'm pretty sure I wanted to be probably one forty. Okay. So I think that's that's just kind of what I thought I needed to be. And I think one fifty was the lowest I could get. And then, you know, from 95 until, oh, I don't know, the next 10 years or so, I probably gained five to 10 pounds, you know, every year or so. We ended up living in Texas and Corpus Christi in, I think it was 2006. And I think that was probably one of my heaviest. Mm -hmm. It was all that Southern barbecue. And I mean, we ate out a lot there 
and Southern more, food yeah. is known to be delicious yeah, it was. and full the, of the sweet tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Full of sugar, yeah. full of fat, full of all the good stuff. I, I told myself I was puffy. I got very puffy yeah. living there. And that was the first time I actually like got my wedding ring size because it wouldn't fit. You had to so go up. I went up. Yeah. yeah. I had to, I had to get it bigger because I wasn't able to wear it. And then I'm mean, like, I said, we've, we've moved a lot for Tommy's career and stuff, but we ended up back in the, back in Alaska in 2011. I think we moved back there for the third time. Wow. <laughs> and that um, is a lot of moving. No wonder you just are so good at it. You know, cause I've watched <laughs> yes, you yes. in the time that you've been in the community, you've moved from here to there yeah, and back like and three times. I think yeah. it's no big deal. You, you have it down to a science. Yes. Yes. You're good at moving. <laughs> yes. We know how to make home, home, wherever home That's is. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So you were back in Alaska. It was 2011. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was heavy. I was probably high 180s, 190, you know, something like that. I don't think I got much higher than that. I, But you stop weighing at some point, you know, yeah. you just, and I helped my husband lift a refrigerator in December of 2011. and. It, we had to lift it up off a ledge, you know, the door, the front door ledge. And I remember feeling my back kind of go, you know, oh, felt like yeah. a little squirt. And I was like, oh, whatever, you know, we moved the fridge. And in the middle of the night, I got up to go to the bathroom and I fell on the floor. I could not, I just couldn't hold myself up. Wow. And I ended up, you know, went to the doctor the next day and ended up finding out I had I have quite a few bulging discs in my back mm-hmm. and a lot of you know, back issues clear up and all up and down my spine. But it was L4-5 that was causing the problem. It's very painful. Chad's got a bulging disc and it's from a repetitive motion he was doing with force. Did you have surgery on that or anything? I, did they... I, I, I did, but it was many okay. years later. Many yeah. years. Like I thought, the reason mm-hmm. I asked is because he's like I did. talking I about a, his back. And I'm like, I think they do something. Yeah, okay. they did. <laughs> I, but right away, you know, I went, had one of those injections where they, you know, it's like a cortisone epidural injection. Right. And it does shrink the disc and, you okay. know, it leaves, alleviates some pain. But I knew I needed to do something about my weight because mm-hmm. I knew that with back problems, weight is not you know, helpful. So I had heard about ideal protein. Oh, um, it yeah. was becoming very big right at that time. It was, you know, 2013 and it was, you know, doctor recommended and right. all that stuff. Is it and shakes? It's protein powdered food. So Ew. it's all prepackaged. <laughs> that actually sounds worse than shit. Nasty, <laughs> nasty stuff, powders that you mix and you make it into soups or puddings or shakes. Oh, or, that sounds way worse than it's, shakes. It's awful. <laughs> and they had some bars and chips and things like that that you could have occasionally, but they weren't like, they were limited. And then you ate six to eight ounces of real meat and two cups of vegetables which I bet tasted like heaven after the powdered garbage. Well, especially because I was starving all day long. And then I would finally get to eat. And then trying to eat eight ounces of meat was hard. And two cups of certain vegetables, you know, they gave you what you could eat, choices of. But I lost weight very quickly, very rapid. I lost 52 pounds in 26 weeks. Oh, my gosh. 
And it was weekly weigh-ins and I loved my coach, you know, and I found community, you know, Mm -hmm. on Facebook and, and I met my very best friend through that diet. She lives here in Casper even. Oh, yay. Um, I used to come here for work. I would fly here every other month. And so I ended up meeting her through that diet, but you found out that she was here. But anyway, so, I mean, there's things that I learned about myself doing that diet, which has been very beneficial. And one is I do very well with low carb. My body likes it. I feel very calm. And so one of the first times, you know, I had been a nail biter and all of a sudden I realized I wasn't biting my nails anymore. And it was during- That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there are some things, but it was extremely low carb and low calorie. Right. So- Low fat also, right? Oh, yeah. It's low just fat. protein. It, yes. Yeah. That sounds like just Ducan diet also. Protein, with, except yeah. for everything was sweetened with Splenda. Oh, gross. Yes. So, I mean, you're so- you know, there were some good things about it, but there's some really wrong, you know. Right. So right. so you lost weight quickly, I 52 did. pounds in 26, in 26 weeks. weeks. Yes. I, I got down to 140 pounds, but I had absolutely no energy. It was, you know, a ketogenic diet, but I, no energy, no strength. My husband was, God, you're so weak. You know, I couldn't even, we went fishing a lot and I had a hard time just even, you know, with the fishing poles and I was really weak. And that is um, not a good sign, is it? No. If anything that makes you feel worse and worse over time is not working well for your body underneath there. Yes. So when I finished that, I kind of continued to just stay pretty low carb, just meat and vegetable kind of thing. It's, and I, definitely felt better. And I think I gained probably five pounds right away. I probably stayed around 145 for a year or so. Then we ended up moving. We moved to Las Vegas in 2015. And I think I was probably around 150 when we moved there. So I maybe had gained, you know, 10 pounds, but it had been a couple of years and, but I felt so good. I, I wasn't weak anymore, you know, and but I pretty much gained about 10 pounds a year. I definitely couldn't stick. And I did continue to, you know, eat fairly low carb, except for I wasn't strict about it. If we went out to eat and we had a dessert, I didn't worry about it. Or if there was bread, I would eat it. But at home when we cooked, it was pretty much just kind of a meat and vegetable kind of thing. But you were either, for, for this period of time, you were either yo-yoing up slightly, 10 pounds a year, 10 pounds a year, that adds up. Or you were doing something really, really hard and restrictive to get it down that you could only do for so long. Yes. So it was that yo-yo that so many of us recognized that that was major. And all those same years I was going up or down, but I was never staying the same. That was just never happening. (laughs) Between 2018 and 2019, I, I had back surgery in December of 2018. And of course I was probably, you know, 180, you know, by then. And then my, of course, activity level was pretty nil that whole year, just walking. And that's basically all I did. And then I ended up breaking a foot. I broke a bone in my foot in October of 2019. And that took six months to heal. So that's definitely, you know, once I found intermittent fasting, the way I heal is so much better. And it's crazy. 
Just think that really back. is true. Mm-hmm. When we're eating all day long, you know, even when we're eating healthy and we're trying, you know, before intermittent fasting, our body has to devote a lot of resources to digestion and all dealing with all the food coming in. And then when we're fasting clean, our body Ugh. has time to to heal and to do other things. And you really have noticed the difference. Oh yes. I had terrible allergies. I had developed asthma and I have a few health problems that, you know, are never going to go away, but pain is huge. So I know inflammation has gone down, um, especially with allergies. I mean, allergies is just inflammation, but I've been on allergy medicine since I was a baby. I mean, I have been allergic to all kinds of food and animals and environmental stuff and Always, I always had Kleenex in my pockets and because I was constantly blowing my nose or I had a runny nose or, I mean, all the time, my eyes would itch, my throat would itch, my ears would itch. And so all of like just the stuff you deal with on a daily basis, that was just normal. Right. It's nice to not have. Last year, I had to take some allergy medicine a little bit in the summer when things were really blooming here. But I used to take three different allergy medications a day. Plus, I had an inhaler for times when I would need it. Wow. And I took Zyrtec a little bit last summer, and that's it. I hardly take any of that kind of stuff anymore. That really is remarkable. Same, you know, people who have listened to this show for a while know, same with me. I used to be, I was only two allergy meds a day. I took during allergy season all year long. I took, maybe it was... Was it Zyrtec? I can't yeah. remember. Now it's been so long. I think it yeah. was Zyrtec all the all year long. And in really bad allergy season, I had to layer on some Benadryl. Oh, y'all. See, I, I, that doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> it would help my, me with the runny, the runny part. It would stop that. But it also made me wired because I'm one of those yeah, people that's yeah. the opposite. Yeah. So I felt crazy. But I would remember, I remember like having Kleenex stuck up my yeah. nose like a yes. stopper because yes. like it would just run out run out like you'd be walking around yes. and literally it's just, least it's just trim yes fast it was dripping, dripping. fast mm-hmm. so I would like plug it up I'm like <laughs> I had like a strategy I would stick the, I'm sure that was very attractive <laughs> no more though no no so that was nice I used to take Motrin like candy I mean I rarely take it now I mm-hmm. I have pain but it's you know I take Lyrica for nerve pain. But that's just something that I hope will continue to ease. I know it's never going to go away, but it's so much better than it used to be. Now, do you have, you have an autoimmune disease? Is that what it, I can't try to remember. Hypophosphatasia, which is a okay. very rare genetic disease. Okay. And it affects bones and tissue. So teeth, okay. teeth, bones, which explains all so many things. My foot break, not healing, my mm-hmm. back, a lot of my back problems. Um, I don't know. I think it was my dad's side of the family okay. that it probably came from, but I don't know. My um, grandma had some back stuff that wouldn't heal and so did my dad, but I can't have them tested. So Right. <laughs> so you basically... Your bones and your tissues and your teeth are just not strong. They're right. So my body doesn't absorb calcium. Ah. So you end up with a hypercalcemic state in your body because you're low on alkaline phosphatase, which is your ALP when you have a blood test. It's one of the normal things that they test for. But ALP 
is low. It's like basically not existent. And so I'm on a therapy where I give myself injections every day. It's an enzyme replacement therapy, which will help help my body heal and uh, be able to absorb calcium so that my bones can get stronger because okay. it is a degenerative disease. It gets worse. It's progressive. So yeah. it gets worse as you age. So now I'm hoping that at least I have stopped some of that progression, but it's, you know, it's just something I have. That yeah, I'll we all, with. yeah. And I'm glad that you figured out that, that you had it because you didn't yes. know for a long, long time. No. When did you find out that you had it? I found out a year and a half ago. Well, no. Yeah, I thought it yeah. was very recently. Mm-hmm. So I've only been the, on the medication. It took a long time to get diagnosed and to get approved for the for the Strensic medication. I didn't start that until April of okay. this year. So I've only been on it a short time, but yeah. Well, I know it's good to know because yes. you know the body. Our bodies are just machines that require everything to yes. work. And a and when we got something out of whack, like your body. You could be taking in all the calcium in the world. And if your body can't absorb it, it's just like floating around in there. Yeah. Not doing any good, but you need it to do what it's supposed to do. Exactly. So, yep. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you got that figured out. That'll help you be a good grandma for a lot of years to come with the strong bones. It definitely, um, I think being on the medication has also helped ease some pain. So, yeah. So you mentioned when you first started intermittent fasting, you lost slowly. Tell yes. me what you mean by that. So you were around, what were you around when I you started? I think about 186. I didn't, okay. I, I didn't actually weigh or measure at the beginning, which, you know, I had weighed a couple of weeks before mm-hmm. um, and I'm pretty sure it was 186. Okay. And at the end of the 28 days, or it might've been six weeks or something, I think I had lost eight pounds. Okay. That's awesome because everyone listening, if you're brand new, we do not expect weight loss during the first 28 days. You might, but don't expect it. Sometimes we'll have a whoosh of like inflammation weight, but it your body's definitely inflammation. Yeah. We're, we're learning how to do something new. So in my new book, Kathy, 28 day fast start day by day, which is available now, everybody. I'm so excited about it. But in that one, every day, it's literally day by day. Like there's something to read every day. And also you check off stuff every day. And one of the things I have people check off during the 28 days is that they did not weigh because we don't want to weigh during the fast start. Way before the fast start, we at the end. But we want to get that expectation of weight going down out of our minds for the first 28 days. After the first 28 days, we can work on that. But eight pounds during the yeah. first six to eight weeks is a lot. Yes. But then it's stayed. Yeah. I stayed that way. My first year anniversary, I probably was 172. Okay. Maybe. So a little over 10 pounds, 15 pounds. And then I basically just kind of up and down five pounds until January this year. January of 23. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, as part of the community, there was, you know, a group of people that were wanting to try low carb and I knew that's what I needed to do. So yeah. part of the process is learning, <laughs> learning what you need. And that's the good thing about, you know, intermittent fasting is just, you learn so much about your body and how you feel when you eat certain things and because you're not constantly feeding it. So it's more obvious. And so I knew that's what I needed to do. And I think I lost 10 pounds just in January. Wow. So my body just responds really well to low carb. 
but I just, I can't stay that way. It's hard. It's hard it. to be so restrictive, I guess. Right. I know it's how I, how I feel better, best doing it, but you know, I'm stubborn. So. Oh, you saw my post in the community yes, today, right? I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> so, and that's why I said, <laughs> you know. Yeah, everything in moderation, including well, moderation. Well, for anyone who's like was not in the community today and doesn't know what what we're talking about, obviously we're recording this in October. Yeah, I am. I'm the opposite of you as far as what makes my body feel great. I yes. feel my best with a low fat, whole food, plant based approach, which sounds crazy because it's not like in style right now. So people are like, no, that can't be true. It is true, and I've been wearing a CGM and tracking my blood sugar. My blood sugar is better with low fat whole food plant-based than when I add the fat in. It makes no sense, but you know, but, but it's you, true. And I'm the opposite. If I eat, yeah. even if it's, even if it's rice or lentils or beans, my blood sugar goes through the roof. Yeah. Well, as, as long as I have, as long as I have the fiber with it, if I have the vet, like if I have hummus with carrots, like, and when I say, you know, like I make my own hummus and like I didn't mm-hmm. put any olive oil in it and I have some whole wheat pita bread and some carrots and some tomatoes, my blood sugar barely moves. But when I add more fat to things, my blood sugar goes up higher, stays up high longer. So that my diet brain, I, thought I had a whole post today about how I, I actually got caught in diet brain. Because when you realize, hey, this is how my body feels the best. Hey, now I have some data. This is actually how I perform the best too. Then you're like, well, I guess I just do this every day. But then I was like choosing my meals for the upcoming week. And I'm like, I don't want to get low fat plant-based meals in Egypt. So then I'm like, forget it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we can know what makes us feel the best and what makes us work the best and not want to do it. Yep. Some days I just rebel and, you yeah. know, and, but then I go, oh, I but, have done that. but I bet there's also strategies that you just keep in there. Like for me, when I make homemade hummus, it's super easy to not add olive oil to it. And it's just as good because of the way I make it. It's I put the little aquafaba, which is the liquid from the chickpeas in there. You don't even notice it doesn't have olive oil in it. So it's no big deal. It's just as good. Yeah. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. So I'm still still learning to find my happy medium between Mm -hmm. what carbs I can eat and 
what I need to stay away from. So I'll, yeah, I'll, it, it I'll just, get it's there. figuring it I'm out. You're there. figuring it out. Yes. So how's your weight journey been for 2023? Y'all also did some moving. Yes, we did. So I got down to 157. Okay. But I'm not there. I'm back up to like 163. But I stopped losing when I started the Strenzik medication. I kind of put oh. it in my notes when I, I was using your journal at the time. The Delight and on Denied journal. Yeah, yes, it's available on I Amazon. Love. I yep, love the good. journal. I wish I would have known about it at the beginning. But I had notated in there when I started taking that medication. And my weight, I stopped ah. losing. But I'm also building bone. I'm repairing bone and and stuff. So I know it's common. I kind of had read other people that the same thing happened to. So I think it'll start coming off again too. So what happened with your size? Did you get any smaller? Yeah. So when I started intermittent fasting, I was probably a tight, a tight, tight, tight 14. I wore stretchy clothes. I make most of my, a lot of clothes. So I have lots of stretchy stuff and I'm in a loose 10. Okay. So I'm, you know, definitely more comfortable in my body. I'm not where I want to be. I would like to be an eight. Okay. So your goal is to get down to an eight. Yeah. I kind of would like to be like 25 to 28% body fat. Mm -hmm. I don't really have a, I mean, you kind of have a number 145 would be, I would like to see that on the scale, but I think I would just be more, more interested in a goal body. Yeah. The, I do have issues with the scale. Some days I like it. Some days I don't. Oh, I but, get it. <laughs> but I still use it. I mm-hmm. I need it because if I don't, there's times when I don't use it, like when we've moved and we've been like away from home and and I gain if I'm not okay. vigilant. With, you know, well, research about- does show that. You know, they The research they've done on weighing and, and weight does show that people who weigh regularly are, are better able to maintain a weight versus yeah. gaining. Um, I am very fortunate in that I've <laughs> been able to maintain. I haven't weighed since 2017. And now I like just really am, don't want to. Yeah, now it's like all my you. stubbornness. Like I'm like, no, I don't don't want to. <laughs> I would like to be able to get to that point. I, yeah. It's you know, nice to get to gonna, this point, but it, it didn't happen overnight, right? Right. Exactly. I weighed the whole time I was losing weight. And the entire first year of maintenance, I also I think weighed. I will be the same way just because yeah. I don't. I know I just need to make sure I'm not gaining again. So, so sometimes really, people think I'm against weighing, but yeah, I'm not against no, weighing. I'm, yeah, I'm a yeah. huge fan of weighing. <laughs> and I do weekly average. Mm-hmm. Even if I only weigh three or four times, I still average it out. Yep. So I, I do do that. Right now I'm kind of at a plateau and that's okay. Yeah. I, I'm I'm tweaking, tweaking the meals. So I, I'm an early eater. So I'm a, we eat midday. So we have our big meal and then I eat a snack later. And I, I'm typically on a normal, just average day, a four hour window with, with a meal and then a snack. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, yeah. I, if I open with a snack, then I just want to snack until I eat dinner. I like to eat and be full or sat, you know, completely satisfied. Then I don't feel the need to snack constantly. Well, I think that's really important just to mention because there's not just one way to do it. Like I'm the, I'm the opposite. I have right. a hearty snack and then later I have a meal. Of course, like earlier when you talked about your lunch salad, yes. I was like, that sounds like my snack. Yeah. 
But I would but, but yeah. I put a lot of stuff in it, and it was big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a big salad. It's you know, like yesterday, I opened with hummus, homemade hummus. I had hummus, and I had you know the the pita bread and the carrots and the tomatoes and and just snacked on that a little bit. And then a little bit later, I had the dinner that we that we had. So, but that doesn't mean that everybody needs to do that. Some people. If they try to start with a snack, they just, that the floodgates are open. Right. And then I end up eating two big meals. And right. that's why I think I was stuck for so long was because yep. I, was, I was eating too much in my window. Yeah. You know, and you can do it. You can mm-hmm. absolutely eat too yeah. much in your window and that will make you stuck. And that it's all about finding the rhythm and the balance that feels right to you and not trying to, you know, copy the way Jen does it or the way Kathy does it or whatever. It's finding the rhythm that works best for you. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still finding it. But yeah, I'm getting closer, and I definitely recently feel I'm I'm more relaxed into. I love that. I I think I was overthinking it first. I mean, here this I've been doing this for over three years now, and I still think about intermittent fasting 24 hours a day. Like it's, I don't know. It's just I it's constantly on my mind. Like, and so I'm trying to fill my days with different things, different intentions. In the morning, I write down my intentions for the day. And I really think that's helped just try to get my mind off of, I'm still trying to lose weight. So right. I'm trying to just get my mind into not thinking about weight constantly. Yeah. That really is, I think, a great goal to have. Just kind of like letting it, you don't want it to be front of mind all the time. So over over these three years, you know, you have lost weight. You're not at your goal yet of size eight. By the way, I love that you have a goal size because I think that yeah. is much better than a weight because who knows what the weight will be. But when you're at your goal size, your goal body, you'll know it feels good and that's where you comfortably want to stay. But, you know, over the years, you've had the the ups and downs even as an intermittent faster, but you never thought about quitting. Oh, no, no. See, you said that so very quickly. Oh, no. Why? Why would you never quit? I mean, I could tell you why, but you tell me why. Well, <laughs> Just so many benefits to my life. Like I said, the daily allergies, the pain, the, it's just crazy. I have been a size nine shoe since I was an eighth grader and I wear an eight now. Well, My shoes just keep slipping and slipping and I had blisters on my feet from my, you know, walking shoes and I'm just you like, what? You have puffy feet and now yes, they're not. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, my, my wedding ring, my original wedding ring is too big because I had it, you know, sized, but my husband had bought me another ring when, um, I had gotten skinny doing ideal protein. And so that ring fits. Oh, good. And so I feel better. I'm calmer. I, I have lots, I have lots of NSVs. All right. Share some of those non-scale victories that you haven't mentioned yet or. Yeah. It's a lot of, you know, we love them. Things that kind of have been mentioned already, but like I had plantar fasciitis, mm-hmm. like so many people do, and I don't have that. That's amazing. Uh, I've already mentioned allergies, my shoe size. Oh, scars. I was a terrible healer before. So right. I have terrible scars, terrible scars from different surgeries and accidents and things. And they just are, they're diminishing. They just. That's just, it's amazing. They're, they're just, it's amazing. That one always boggles my mind and sounds unbelievable, but I've heard it from so many people that I know it's true. And then even just, you know, I cut my finger really bad last year on 4th of July 
And the doctor couldn't believe when I went back in how well it healed. Like it was oh, just good. like hard to see. And you used to not heal quickly. So that's no, that you can tell the difference. Yeah. Yes. And that it, in the scar, I mean, and then of course, you know, I had gallbladder surgery recently and healed really well from that. And then when was that surgery? Oh, it was Mother's Day. Okay. So your body is also healing from that. Yeah. You got a yeah, lot going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but my fasting insulin, it went down from, I think it was a 13. And of course I didn't do that test right away. That was probably a year and a half after I started fasting. Was that a 13? And now it's a 5.2. Awesome. That so was you're right January. there at that optimal level. Yeah. And like I said, I went from, you know, a tight 14 down to a 10 or, you know, ex I was wearing extra larges and now I can wear mediums, which awesome. feels good. Oh, I do have smooth skin, the elbows, you know, that kind of stuff. And I've always had, you know, pretty, I don't know, decent facial skin. I didn't really have a lot of acne or problems. I was pretty lucky, but I definitely feel like I have. My skin, I always had dry skin and it doesn't mm -hmm. feel dry anymore. It just, I hardly, I mean, I'll use lotion occasionally, but it's not like I had to slather the stuff on, you know, and I think my skin is definitely a lot better. We see that we just in photos of people in the community when they show their before and their after. The, the skin always seems to be glowing in a way that it wasn't before. Yeah. I think you just look healthy, radiant, you know. Yeah. I would like to, I would like my eyes to be better. <laughs> yeah, my my eyes didn't get better. <laughs> yeah, I, mine didn't either. But maybe they didn't get worse like they were going yes, to. I yes. mean, that's the thing. Yeah. You can't prove that, but <laughs> And I do have I do have a um an eye issue. It's called dot map dystrophy. So I I have my corneas kind of slough or they they're called erosions. And your cornea basically kind of like lifts up and then every time Ooh. you blink it it's a dystrophy. So it's also a genetic thing. But I have not had that happen in almost two years. Wow, so, it does not sound fun. So I think that might also be part of the healing process. Yeah. I think mm -hmm, I think that's getting better. Plus, they don't, my eyes just don't feel as dry as they used to. Mm -hmm. which, that's awesome. Too. When they were really dry, it would, it would really cause problems. Things just so. work better. And we, we just, for whatever reason, our body has time to function better when I we're not eating. Is amazing. There we go. <laughs> all the, all the stuff that's going yeah. on behind the scenes. It really is amazing. So, um, how are you active in your daily life? I'm a walker. Yeah. So, that's what I thought. Yes. I love to walk. It's just, I listen to all kinds of podcasts when I walk, but that's, I love to be outside when I can. I, winter's coming and I have to be really careful because I don't want to fall. So I'll be walking at the gym on a treadmill yeah. here shortly. But as much as if I can be outside, I'll be outside walking. And, and I do, I use my vibration plate. I know that's good for bones too. Right. So anything I can do to help my bones, that's what I try. I do lift a little bit. I'm not as faithful about lifting weights as I should be, but I will be more this winter because I'll be going to the gym. But if I'm not at the gym, then I just use my vibration plate. And me you too. Know, and sometimes the, I hold weights. The bands, or I have the well, bands. I use the elastic I, I bands. I lost on the them. bands. I don't know what happened to the yeah. bands, but I, I, I do use them. Kept up with those bands, but yeah. I just use a few hand weights on there. But I've just yeah. started Tai Chi. 
Oh, wow. I've been doing Tai Chi every single day. I haven't missed a day. I put it in my calendar. That reminds me to do it. And I really like it. It's good for the mind, too. Well, I think so. And I'm also kind of lazy when it comes to exercise. Yeah, I kind of. And I go through stages where, like, it just depends. Because if I go to the gym and I lift weights and I do too much, then I'm really hurting. And I have to to be really careful with how much I do. Well, Tai Chi, I'm just using YouTube videos, free YouTube videos with little short Tai Chi workouts. And I was inspired by the Blue Zones and yes, the, the Okinawans. Yes. And so I'm like, well, I'm not going to garden. That's Chad's department, but I can do yeah. Tai Chi. <laughs> I do love Pilates. I, yeah. And I have found some videos to do at home that I I just need to be more faithful about doing it because it's good. It's good to and stretch. And we got to, you know, we got to keep ourselves strong as we yes. age, right? Yep. The best we can do. Yes. Well, we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? So I would tell people, which I do, I do tell people that intermittent fasting is not a diet and that it's a lifestyle. I'm not starving myself. I eat plenty. And I would tell them to read Fast Beast Repeat and the Obesity Code. Those are Mm -hmm. my two go-tos that I tell people. I'm not a very sciencey person, but if I can get through the obesity code, anybody can get through it. That's but true. So much info, and you just you know you get you'll still get stuff out of it, You'll even if there, you don't it's, understand. It's very it. sciencey, but you still can understand it. Like yeah. the layperson can understand it, and that's why it's such a, a perennial bestseller. And from some people would say the audio version is easier to get through. Yeah, I'm not a good listener. <laughs> I, my mind wanders. So I'm better. It. I'm better if I read. I'm a re I actually read. So yeah. um, I rarely listen to except for a podcast, but I, I don't, I can't listen to a book. <laughs> I get it. No, I, I learn better. If it's something I really need to learn, I visual. do better from the printed version. Yep. Being a Me visual too. learner, but a lot of people find the audiobook of the obesity is easier to get through. I could, yeah, I could see that, but I did buy the book and I gave it, I gave it to somebody who needed to read it. Well, good, good. Well, Kathy, I have really enjoyed talking to you today and I will probably see you back on the community in five minutes. Yep, probably. (laughs) (laughs) It's been very good talking with you too. Thank you. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.